Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Babus to Babus. I am your host, Babus. And I'm also your host, Babu. Are you really going to eat watermelons right now? <laughs> you know they can hear you smacking your lips, right? What is this? Is this, uh, this will be a... <laughs> A mukbang? Yeah. Hey, stop it! Don't, 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 don't do that. Okay, so uh, we just got done watching uh the Shawshank Redemption. It's very like good literally movie. like five minutes ago. We yeah. just finished watching Shawshank. Stop Redemption. eating okay, the watermelon. Okay. Yeah, yeah so we got finished <laughs> watching the Shawshank Redemption. You gonna edit? I thought I, I really liked the movie. I really enjoyed it. I did. I was very disappointed in myself in regards to why I didn't watch it earlier. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, I, I've known for a long time that The Shawshank Redemption was a good movie, but it was just kind of like, I heard people say that it was like two hours long. Yeah. So, uh, and also like, you know, it's a, it's a long, drawn out story. Yeah, that's what someone said too. They said that it was a like a very slow, gradual, progressing story. And so like, that just sounded really boring to me. Right. Well, to me, it's like, I knew it was a good movie, but it's kind of like, when would I ever be in a mood to watch a movie right. for like, you know, that's that's not, like, has no action, just kind of like, just narrative, like, speaking. But, um, you know, really good movie. Like, I guess now that I'm older, I have more patience with these kind of stuff. Yeah, it was on Netflix for like the past three, four months, and I had it saved on my to-watch list, and... <laughs> Now that's no longer on Netflix. That's when you decide to watch yeah. it. <laughs> so what do, what do you like about the movie? I really like how they played out the storyline. Like, it wasn't so drawn out to the point where I was bored. It was just perfect storytelling all throughout. It was kind of like reading a book, even though mm-hmm. it's based off of a book. Mm-hmm. But that's how it felt like. It was like, you know, when you read a book... The beginning has to, like, capture your attention. Mm-hmm. And that's what it did. The moment the movie opened, it captured my attention. And then there was all these, like, character development. Even though there were so many characters, like, secondary characters in the movie, mm-hmm. they did such a good job at developing the characters. Like, everyone has their own, like, special trait. Right. That's what I like about it. You know, a certain movie could have learned from this. <laughs> You know, <clears throat> Bulan <laughs> should have learned from this. This is how you do secondary characters. Like, you don't even remember their names, but you remember who they were. Yeah. You know, like, the only other character that I really the, but remember But the point was, was Red. to not really know their names. Right. Because they're prisoners, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but the thing is that they, they spoke to their personalities yeah. and their characters. And, you know, boom, like, they're memorable now. Mm-hmm. Even though you don't remember their... Their names, or if they weren't given names, their character, personality, like, was shown well enough to the point where you do remember that yeah. aspect of them. Not like Bulan. <laughs> you, they even got names. Memorable <laughs> names. And, and, Warrior one. Warrior yeah, two. Dude, like, come on, man. They have real names. Good names that people know of from the animated series, mm-hmm. uh, animated movie. And in, in Bulan is they're forgetful characters. Yeah. Even though their characters are were already like, um, like you know, well known, they're still forgetful characters. That's the sad part. But what else? What else? There was no scene in the movie that was boring. Uh, mm-hmm. 
it was like every scene had a purpose like they used up all the 120 minutes to like so well right it's like that's what that's the one thing i like about this movie is that like Never at any point in time the movie I was like boring. Yeah, you know, like this part is taking a little too long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like you get snippets, you know, throughout, and you're just like like wondering like where's this gonna lead? Mm-hmm. You know, where's this gonna lead? And it's like every single time they do a snippet, it's telling a story. Yeah, it's like every moment was important. Yeah, because it was going to every moment foreshadowed something that was going to happen mm-hmm. later on in the movie, and if you would have missed it you would have been like, wait, what? You know? Mm-hmm. So it was, that's how good they produced the film. It's it's like, I like the fact that they call back to a lot of things in a film. Like, since they, you know, since the first, like, month or two that Andy was in prison, he was already, like, planning his escape. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you forget about it. You know? Yeah. You're like, oh, he got his chisel, whatever. But the chisel was just to make chess pieces <laughs> you know so you like think, that's, that's right. what you know and so like it's, it's like every single sorry, time sorry spoilers <laughs> yeah. that movie came out like 30 years ago alright you better be you had better have seen this movie spoilers the Titanic sinks and then Alan's Pearl Harbor got bombed spoiler Leo dies yeah. in Titanic yeah spoilers but yeah and that's what yeah. I liked about the movie. It was that Andy was always like you knew in the back of your mind like he was doing things for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. But um It was just but getting like he, to that moment. Right, but the things about he he was like also using those things like for other reasons yeah. to kind of like make you to, feel to distract right. you. Right. But you know deep down like he's probably doing it for something else. And it's just like I like how everything came at the end and it showed like Everything he has asked for has yeah. been for a purpose. I, I like that, too. I like how every time he contacted Red for an item, it was kind of to distract us to think that, oh, he has somehow just kind of settled mm-hmm. with his life mm-hmm. in prison. But the entire time, he was preparing for a life outside of mm-hmm. prison. Like, even even with, like, the warden stuff and yeah. everything. Like and he, I was like, wow. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it, it all accumulated, mm-hmm. you know, to one big ending. We're like, oh, that's why he did that. Yeah. That's why he would been like that. That's why he created this this fake person persona. Yeah, not because to protect them, because he was planning for when he get mm-hmm. out. And that's why, like that conversation he had with Red about hope was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Like when Red was like Red's Red's like the um, symbol of the prison system where you go in and it's like that's it, you know. Yeah. There's nothing, you don't know anything else. Right, exactly. And you've become so dependent on that system that you just lose mm-hmm. you just be you no longer are human. Mm-hmm. And and by showing Brooks was exactly that. Brooks was red. You know, like I feel like Red was like he was having an internal battle where he knows that there's no hope, you know, and he was still like, you know, waiting around for that glimmer of hope. To come and show up in his life again. Yeah. The difference is that I know that Brooks, from Brooks' point of view, that's the like characteristic of someone who has given up hope. Yeah. You're like you know how so like you see how uh Brooks was so happy, he was like cherry. He was just mm-hmm. happy to have a job as a librarian, and you know, and once he was he heard the news of being released, he just went crazy. He went crazy. You know, because he he doesn't know the world, and because he, he had no hope. 
not just that, but he's it, it just goes back to him just being so reliant on a system taking care of him that he didn't know how to take care of himself anymore. Right, because he's out of hope. He doesn't yeah. hope for anything anymore. He just wants the same routine until he dies. But isn't that what the prison system does to you? Right, and that's what they're... They break ju- you down. Mm-hmm. They take away your hope. Right, exactly. And that's why Red was there too. Red was with uh, Brooke in that mindset, but deep down he still had hope. Yeah, that was know? so symbolic when he ended up in the same room. Mm-hmm. And all you could think of was... Is this going to be the same fate right. for Red? But it's not you know? because the difference between Red and Brooks was that Brooks was surrounded by people who had given up hope too, mm-hmm. you know. But in in Red's case, with um, Andy coming in, and Andy had that hope, you know. Andy knew like one day I'm gonna get out, and that hope never faded for 19 years. Yeah. You know, like since since the day one he came in, he had a plan already and he was patient enough to wait those 19 years. He kind of symbolized saying like, hey, like, don't give up. Mm -hmm. And when Annie got out, that was the deciding factor for Red and uh, Brooks. You know, the deciding factor that changed Red's path different from Brooks because he had that hope come back into his life. He had someone to come back and like aid him to believe again. Yeah. And that's what the ending was kind of like symbolic too when Ray was talking about how he hopes to find his friend, he hopes to cross mm-hmm. the border, you know, like he Because suddenly to, he had a reason to. Because mm-hmm, now he has that hope, which uh, Andy was trying to showcase. Yeah. It was a really good movie. Would you say it's one of your top tens? Eh, I wouldn't say top ten, mm-hmm. but it's top something. <laughs> <laughs> top 20. Yeah, or something. Top 11. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't quite make it to the top ten list yet, but it's pretty up there. But yeah. to be honest, I really enjoyed the movie. It's like it's like a two like a two hour long movie, but but it didn't feel like two hours. Right? It's like you watch it and you're like, man, like you you become part of it. You know, you're like, I really I really uh, hope for these guys. <laughs> yeah. like, I want to know like what happens to them. You know. So those two hours just flew by real fast, and, and, and you know what the, the best part about the movie is. I want to know what happens. <laughs> like, I'm still interested, yeah, you know? It's, it's it's exactly like a book. Yeah. And I think that's so great because sometimes when movies try to produce, you know, um, a book, they always tend to fail. Right, because they don't feel capture like everything. I've never read the book, but just the way that the entire movie played out was just exactly like how a I book. would feel mm-hmm. if I read a book. You know, mm-hmm. you finish it and then you have that book hangover and all you could do is think about, so I wonder what's next, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you kind of want that epilogue. Right, just a little bit more. Yeah. Like, just give me like another 10 minutes kind of to just uh, summarize up what happened yeah. at the end. You know? Or just like, give me another chapter to say, oh yeah, like this is... This is where they are now, mm-hmm. you know. Andy's married, has, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Two more kids yeah. or something, you know, living his life. And Red owns like a shrimp shop. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Making all sorts of shrimp jumbo, yeah. gumbo. Fried <laughs> shrimp. Yeah, but. you know, like things like that. Like, I, I, that's why I, that's how I feel with this movie. Like, I wish there was just a little bit more. Yeah. You know, and... Like in, in a good sense, though, not like a little bit more. Like I wish I did this more, this more. Yeah. No, it's more like I wish I, the, the the story was longer because mm-hmm. I was I was enjoying it so <laughs> yeah. much. You know, yeah. that I wish it was more of it. You know, it's 
it's crazy because I would get up all the time and interrupt movies that we watch mm-hmm. to like use I the know, bathroom this... or to grab something to eat or just like side <laughs> chatter. <laughs> yeah. This movie, this... quiet. I heard the whole movie. <laughs> I heard every single line. You know, and that's how I knew it was good because you know you're not talking. I was like, man, because there's nothing to talk about. <laughs> In most movies, I'm like, wait, I'm confused, and then we have to pause, and then you know I have to ask you questions, or I'll be like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, mm-hmm. or I'll have to insert my two cents about why you know the CGI was so bad. Right, you know, but no chatter. Perfect, you know, good. and bad from break once, <laughs> and that was like a, a like an hour thirty. Yeah. Like the movie was pretty much done already, you know. <laughs> yeah. So me interrupting a movie shows how it, much yeah. I like or yeah. dislike a film. So that yeah, so good movie, man. It had all the parts that you were like, you know, good a lot of symbolism in there too. Oh yeah. You know, like like name name some of your symbolism that you like. Um, his little rock hammer. Mm-hmm. That it was it. Oh, and also like the rock hammer in the Holy Bible too. Yeah. To kind of showcase like, hey, you know, salvation, you know. But the thing is like, salvation is in this little right, hammer right and, here. And I liked, I liked how like, like two people saw it differently. Oh, I, know? I love the chess pieces that he made. Mm-hmm. It's all about strategy and how mm-hmm. he outplayed all of you know, how he outplayed the warden, how he basically outplayed everyone, mm-hmm. and no one had a clue. And this comes back to red. How Red didn't like chess. Yeah. It's too much. Mm-hmm. You know, he liked the simple checkers. He liked checkers. Yeah, he liked <laughs> yeah. the simple checkers. Because yeah. he, he was in that mentality of... Simplicity. Right. And, and you know, no hope. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, what's the point of me trying to devise this plan when, right. you know, I there's nothing for me to hope for? Yeah. So, boom, right there, symbolism. You know, I also really... I, I didn't like this part, but I also enjoyed the fact that they showed him being beaten and like raped mm-hmm. oh, and, and like that that, that should have like dehumanized him and broken him down you know mm-hmm. but he kept getting up and fighting back every single time mm-hmm. and not not only that but like even after all that happened he still hoped right you know to get out like it shows his adversity and it shows like how brave and strong he is mm-hmm. as an individual right you know and even though when when he first entered the prison and everyone looked at him they were like oh look at this preppy hot shot he's gonna be the first one to cry mm-hmm. that's you a know? red bedded on mm-hmm. him but it was the fat boy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah and that's what i liked about it too it's like andy is very I guess I guess the kind of thing like Andy as a symbol too. You think about it. You want to break it down. Like Andy symbolizes that hope isn't this like loud, you know, thing that uh, shows up and and just like take over your life. No. Uh, what's the name? No hope. It's kind. Of, no hope is loud. You know, mm-hmm. no hope is the whole prison system. People always talk like no hope is the guards. No hope is the warden. Mm-hmm. You know, no hope is red. No hope is when you allow authority to treat you like your animals. Mm-hmm. And and that being okay. Wait, hold on. You're breaking from my point. <laughs> Sorry. My point was is that no hope represents the whole prison. And Andy represented hope, but Andy was always reserved, you know, quiet, didn't really like, you know, like you watch the movie, he never really raised his voice. It was just always soft spoken. Mm-hmm. You know, you really have to lean in to really hear what he's trying to say. 
You know, and then that to me, that's what hope is. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not this loud thing. Hope is this quiet, like resistant, you know, thing that just like doesn't waver. And that's what Andy represented. And that's how yeah. Andy portrayed this character. Yeah. Or like that's how his character was. So that's another symbolism of hope. Yeah, of course. Like all those times that he wrote letters to the government to get, you know, funding for a mm-hmm. library and how he was able to get a library and then mm-hmm. he gave them prisoners hope mm-hmm. and like getting their high school degree or shot. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean, right? Right. Right. And it's like he became that beacon. To kind of tell people, hey, it's okay, you know, like, you guys shouldn't give up. But you know, something to, something so important that even I myself forgot while watching this was that he is an innocent man. Mm-hmm. And and some, yeah. and some and I think that's what really motivates and encourages him. Everybody else in the prison, they're guilty. Right. So they kind of are sunken into the belief that, oh, I'm guilty. This is what I deserve. Mm-hmm. And so then they also kind of lose their hope and they also kind of allow, uh, you know, a systematic system like that and like authority to treat them like mm-hmm. like animals mm-hmm. because they feel like, okay, I'm guilty. I deserve this treatment. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So then they don't want to climb out of that. But because Andy was innocent, he continued to climb out. Right. And I think that, like, that also, like, says that, you know, people who have committed things like that, like, forgiving themselves is the prison. You know what I'm saying? Like, they they refuse to think that because they committed this uh, sin that they should be treated like this. Right. You know? But Andy here, who's innocent, even though he went through the same treatment as they did, mm-hmm. he never lost hope. Yeah. So it goes to show that hope isn't about the things you're going through. You know, it's about how you look at yourself. Like, cause Andy was going through the same shit that everyone else was. Oh yeah. You know, but he was innocent and that's what kept his hope because he saw himself as someone that wasn't like, that was how you say it, like deserving of life, mm-hmm. you know, but all the people who are guilty, didn't think like that, you know. Yeah. They saw themselves as I deserve this, yeah. So I don't like they couldn't life. forgive themselves right. for their so sins. Then I think that's also what like made Red change his mind because he saw Andy, this innocent guy, go through the same shit he has, but was able to get out. Like, oh lively. wow, that's so symbolic of the Holy Bible and all the little um, citations that they made from the book mm-hmm. about he who sins must find savior from you know yeah the one is above right. <laughs> and so it's kind of like all of these prisoners have sinned but because they can't forgive themselves because the system hasn't allowed them to forgive themselves so how can they be free mm-hmm. but the thing is it just takes a show that like someone who's innocent could go through that you know showing that it's not really the system too like even the system beat you down like, as long as you still have that hope, you can get, get up and go beyond, you know? And I think that Red saw that. Red's like, yeah, I should be hopeful. And because of that, it brought him out of that, you know, prison system. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene? Hmm. I don't know. This like, uh, to me, there's, like, there was never a favorite, like, this is the moment I like, oh, yeah, you know? 
I guess my my favorite one would be the the um when they were explaining how he got out. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess because to me that was like oh everything came full circle. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's probably my favorite scene. Because to me personally, I like the movie so much that like I can't pick a favorite scene because all of them were so enjoyable. Yeah, you know. What about you? I I I think my favorite scene was when he took the record. Oh yeah, that was a good one too. He put it on the record player mm-hmm. and he played the music. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I I. It made me look at the prisoners like human again. Mm, like they deserve that they're an audience witnessing this beautiful music. Right. Like to hear music is such a a natural human thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you forget that prisoners don't have the luxury. that privilege right. anymore. Mm-hmm. And so then when he played the song, it was like, oh, oh, yeah. It's a they, reminder. They can listen to music, too. They know what music is, you know? And also, it's like a reminder of them saying, like, you're still human. Yeah. You know? You're not these animals that are not allowed certain privileges. But, yeah, I like that scene, too. That's a really good scene. Anything else? Any other scene that you want to talk about? The movie was just filled with the symbolism. Movie, yeah, yeah, symbols everywhere. Like, I, I man. think every single scene was a symbol. When he was being sprayed down by the water, it was just like, oh my goodness. That he was about being washed. Yeah. Like his innocence is being washed away. I mean, you, you could go through the whole movie and just break down mm-hmm. symbols left and right, you know. But, I don't know. Anything else? No, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Like, I guess we would have to watch it again, write things down, and, like, really, like, plan out, you know, certain things. Because the movie's just good. Like, the movie just, was really good. Like, what, what more is there to say, you know? We could, we could go through all the symbolism, but there's really not much more we could say about, about the movie. It's just good. What do you think the maggot symbolized? Oh, the maggot? Um, um... I guess the maggot can, to me personally, symbolizes like you're in a like a shitty situation. You know, the maggot is like how you view the prison system and stuff like that. Like it's a shitty place. And then when he he handed it off to uh, Brooks to feed his bird, it goes to show that like even if you're in a shitty place like that, it could still become fuel for life. Mm. You know. Interesting. Yeah, depending on how you look at it. And I I saw the maggot as oh, even in prison, like life can be thriving. Yeah, maggot, just like the bird. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, like it goes from one thing to another depending on how you look at it. You know, you can see the maggot in the food pile as like oh, this place sucks. You know, this is the worst situation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in a bad spot. But to Brooks, you know, he took that and he just flipped it right around, just saying like you know, this is okay. You know, depending on how you look at it. Because now the maggot is food for two birds. It's like, oh, snap. Like, that's a luxury. Mm-hmm. I get to feed my bird. So it really depends how you look at the, the thing. Or it could be, it could symbolize trash, garbage, you know. Yeah, I mean, that too. I mean, that's the. That he came into a prison system and he's just seen as garbage. Right. But then he passed it away. 
<laughs> sure. This is getting philosophical right here. What else? What else do you want to talk about? Hmm. Oh, I love it when he was like crawling through the sewage and then he came out at the end like shit uh, out of an ass, yeah. you know? <laughs> like, he, like he was cleansed. You <laughs> yeah. know? Like, he crawled through the, sh- the shit, you know, and now he finally get his dues. Like, man, we thought prison was terrible. No, <laughs> crawling through <laughs> that shit pipe is terrible. <laughs> but that kind of symbolizes his time spent there. Yeah. You know, like they were so emphasized that he was there for 19 years, mm-hmm. you know? And it summed it up in that five hundred. That, that crawling through feet, a pipe right. like that meant nothing to him. Well, no, more. It's more like kind of represent that he spent nineteen years in the shitter. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. he spent those five hundred yards. Uh, yeah, five hundred yards in the shitter, to just to come out to the other side being clean. Yeah. You know. After watching this film, I want to go and read the book. Yeah, I think you should <laughs> because I'm definitely not reading that book. I'm telling that right now. I was I was very impressed, and I. I haven't been impressed much recently, so this Especially was a good Especially from a choice. book movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a movie based off of a book. I can't think of... The Green Mile was good. I've, I've never read the Green Mile book. Ooh, I'm trying to say, like, books. Which one? Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. Great Gatsby great was film. really good. Um, what else? I know there was another one. A book one? Yeah. That was pretty good, but I don't remember. I just remember you always talking about The Great Gatsby. Yeah, because I love that book. And then we went to go see the film, and I was, I went in with very, very low expectations. Because, yeah. Because films haven't been able to pay homage to, Mm. you know, the books. So then when I watched it, I was like, wow. (laughs) Leave it to Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) to capture exactly what The Great Gatsby is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know that man read the book, <laughs> and he annotated probably the shit out of it, and that's how he was able to play such a wonderful Great Gatsby. That's probably took an English course that required <laughs> him to read that book. That's probably why. But yeah, the Shawshank Redemption's, you know, mm-hmm. to me, is a, I don't know, there's too many, it's like Great Gatsby, like how you talk about the Great Gatsby, how there's symbolism <laughs> Symbolism, everywhere. every single scene, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's how uh, Shawshank Redemption is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what. So good. I know, man. You gotta have all those things in there. The symbolism. Why do you think he built the library? Hope. To give knowledge. To give hope to the other prisoners and use. Have you heard the saying that knowledge is hope? What I heard, I heard the saying knowledge is power. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the one. (laughs) I just made one. (laughs) Yeah, you just made a whole quote by yourself. You misquoted. The easiest quote, and then turn it into something that try to make it symbolize it, man. It sucks. But it's true. Knowledge the, is hope. The more you know, the more knowledge you have, mm-hmm. the, the more, more power. Hope. Yeah, not more hope. The more powerful power you, you are. Have. And I guess that could transition to being hopeful <laughs> to get whatever you want. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. I feel kind of bad for that kid though. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, I knew that was coming too because that the the warden wouldn't want to get rid of. Of course not. Yeah. Andy like that. Mm. What do you think the kid uh, symbolizes? Hope? Another another like tragic thing that t- tried to destroy hope? Because the way I saw yeah. it, it was like the kid was Andy's like reignited hope again. Yeah. And it would just go to show that like doubt will always trump that hope, mm-hmm. you know, or those moments of hope. 
Because it was, yeah, exactly like what Red was narrating. Mm. The idea that you have to stay busy when you're in, mm-hmm. you know, a still life role like that. Yeah. And then when that kid came in, he kind of like brought energy back into mm-hmm. Andy's life because Andy was doing everything to be busy. And right. when he he's basically completed every single dream that he wanted to do while he was in prison. Right. Mm-hmm. And now suddenly this kid shows up and it's like, oh, OK. I have a purpose again. Mm-hmm. You've reminded me that I have purpose, you know, and then just shut down. Yeah. Because doubt it's louder than those moments of hope. But the whole point is that you don't give up hope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Great movie. I also liked how, like, you know, when he got the first uh, reply from the li- from the government to, yeah. to... It encouraged him Right, he didn't give up. It, it was more like he probably had that planned. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably had a plan that if eventually they're gonna reply to him, and if they do, he's gonna double it up. You know, but not just that; it's also saying that once you've been successful, that Don't. doesn't mean that you should stop. Right, you keep going. Right, and that's you know? what that's why yeah, that's the point I was getting to. Where it's like he was like, you know, I guess just didn't want to be yeah, didn't want to settle. I'm just like, okay, this is good enough for me. Like, no, you should always strive to be better. So that's why he was able to, I guess, you know, double up his effort to get to that point, Mm -hmm. to get it better. And that's what I like about the library. I think that's probably why the library was in the movie too, to symbolize that, hey, you shouldn't stop. You shouldn't settle, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You should fight for what you want, you know? So, boom, another symbolism. Man, all these great movies. You mean? People need to see these movies. Yeah. All the Gen Zs. <laughs> <laughs> they need hope right now. In these tough times, we need hope. Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen that actor before. Ooh, oh, yeah. Andy. Yeah. I've seen like a couple of like the secondary characters in other films and mm-hmm. obviously Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Whoa, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> but this main character, Andy, I've never seen him before. And this movie was, like what, made, like, years in ago? 1980? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I know. We would assume, well, he probably made a bunch of other movies, but we weren't around Older movies? <laughs> no, no, no. Like, movies after that, because Oh, because he was he's probably playing. older? We couldn't recognize him? Right. Or, like, you know, or like he just stopped. We, we can recognize Morgan Freeman. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, what if he did, like, for, like, another 10 years, and then... Then stop doing movies. Or maybe you know? that movie was such a classic that he's he just like, living done. off of royalties. He's like, I'm good. <laughs> I did my best in this role. I'm done. Maybe that's why we don't see much of Morgan Freeman. Dude, Morgan Freeman. <laughs> he just does voiceovers. Yeah, does voiceovers or play God. Like that's those are the only two roles oh, yeah, he yeah, does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a God in this film? <laughs> that's my role. <laughs> Well, the warden liked to think that he was God. Right. <laughs> and look what I got him. You know, this just shows that he was a coward hiding behind, you know, God as a excuse to do the things that he does. And look, he cowered out, you know, yeah. and he went to the opposite place. To the doors of 
Oh, the gates of hell. <laughs> the doors of Hades. <laughs> the gates of yeah, pretty much. Anything um, else you want to add? No, I think that was a great movie. Okay. What would you rate it at? I'll rate that movie like a nine out of ten. Really? No, mm. that's a ten ten for me. Dang, ten ten. Yes, ten ten twenty. <laughs> there was nothing that I could say bad about that's it true at man. all. Nothing. I guess if you want, and like, hmm. if anyone was to ask me what movie I should watch. Shawshank Redemption is definitely one of them. Damn. You know what? Now I think about it. It's like, if I give this a 9-10, what is a 10-10 to me? You know? Yeah. I, I feel like you, you, you know that I think about it, I, I would give yeah. it a 10-10 too. 10-10 is like when the movie is flawless and mm. you're, you just can't, can't find one negative thing about mm. it. And I think that's Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, I think so too. Because <laughs> now that I think about it, I was like, yeah, I, there's mm. nothing in that movie I would have complained about mm-hmm. except that I wanted more. It was too short. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted another 10 minutes, please. <laughs> another 10 minutes. But yeah. 100, 120 minutes wasn't long enough. <laughs> it needed to be like a Titanic, a two part, yeah. two hour <laughs> series. Or, or Lord of the Rings, a trilogy. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I want to know what to do in Mexico. Actually, the Lord of the Rings became a four-part movie. What? Really? Wait, no. No, it's three. I think that was The Hobbit. No, The Hobbit was also three. Oh, I don't know where my four-part <laughs> came from. From one of those series, probably Twilight or something. Yeah, or Harry Potter. <laughs> Anywho, uh, anything else you want to add? No, great movie. I recommend everyone to watch it. All right, that's it. <laughs> that's the same, same. Recommended movie. You should watch it. All right. Until next time. Catch you guys later. Peace.